Hello and welcome to episode 18 of 19. Down Lane. Oh, 19! Damn it! 19! 19. So, um, yeah, episode 19 of Downer Lane. It's Yolanda Brown. Lala. Lala and uh, Jatan Kool Aid Claiborne. So, we are on location in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, to discuss this case today and sitting across from me is Heather. Hello and sitting across from me is Jessica. Yep we're very comfortable in the bathroom on the Paw Patrol couch and the block that I sit on. Absolutely. um, This story first of all I didn't know about this either until our friend Jim told us about it. Yeah. And incredibly incredibly sad. Well all the cases are incredibly sad but this was um yeah I truly enjoyed doing research on this case. Yeah, it's a sad one. I mean, like you said, they're all sad, but, um, you know, this young woman, Yolanda Brown, Lala, she was an up-and-coming R&B artist. We'll get into this more. She was beautiful. She was really talented, and she was on the come-up. Yep, and so was was, uh, Jatan. Yeah, Kool-Aid. Yeah, outgoing producer. I read that they called him Kool-Aid because he was always smiling so big like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, breaks my heart. Yeah. So, yeah, they um, they were murdered, and it's just very sad. The whole... You'll hear. Yeah. So let's get into it, all right? All right. Come take a trip with us. Down Murder Lane. Okay. It has been almost 14 years since two rising musical artists were killed on Milwaukee's north side. Yolanda Lala Brown was an American R&B singer best known for being featured on the track S.E.X. Which I still have not heard the song. I listened to it. You did? I need to listen to it. With Life Jennings. Now, the song, obviously you know what it's about because it's called S-E-X. Yeah. But it actually has a pretty positive message. Yeah, it's a cautionary tale. Yeah, it's for young girls. It's Mm -hmm. like, don't give it up if, you know, he says he loves you. Like, he doesn't love you. He just wants your S-E-X, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of, like, be careful and mm-hmm. who you give get that to. With, yeah. Exactly, because you can't get it back, that kind of a deal. All right, so she was featured on the, this track with Life Jennings, who is a famous R&B producer and artist, and it reached number three on the Billboard Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart and peaked at number 37 on the Billboard Hot 100 in October 2006. Very cool. Yeah, so did pretty well. Brown and her record producer, Jaton Kool-Aid Claiborne, were murdered on October 19, 2007, at a recording studio in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and this case remains unsolved. Wow, so Yolanda Rose Brown was born on May 20, 1986, in Milwaukee, to Maria and William Brown. Brown's mother is of Mexican descent, and her father is African-American. She was the youngest of five children. Her parents had stated that she had a talent for entertainment from her first steps, always singing and dancing around the house. So it's like, you know your kid. You can just tell, like, you see all these things. Like, you know from an early age, your, star, your kid is just going to be a, right. an entertainer and a right. star. You know, she just had that about her. Uh, therefore, it was no surprise to those um, who knew her when she began to pursue a, cur- a career in music. At the age of 11, Brown started singing professionally using the name, the stage name, Premier. Mm. She often sang at weddings and later various bars, which is how cool. Yeah. You know. It sounded like her, I read that her dad retired early from his, from whatever job he was doing, mm-hmm. 
to manage her career. Yeah, and help her take her all the gigs. And take her stuff. all the gigs and travel to different states if needed. So he was very dedicated to helping her mm-hmm. reach her goals. So Brown attended Frederick Douglass Elementary School, Jackie Robinson Middle School, and Milwaukee High School of the Arts. At the age of 16 in 2002, Brown gave birth to a daughter, um, Amira Ariel. I don't, Ariel? Is that Ariel? You think? Ariel, I think it's Ariel. Amaya Ariel Brown. So she was a very young mother. Should have listened to her SEX song. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, she was a young mother, but she made that song after. So yeah. she was probably hit home to her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so she had a baby at 16. All right. So in fall 2005, Brown traveled to Atlanta, Georgia in hopes of furthering her career, believing there she would have a better chance to meet artists, producers, and songwriters who could assist her. It's pretty mm-hmm. smart move. So she had to have a very supportive family. Having a child and right. taking care of the baby while so she's traveling. She has yeah. a kid that's a three-year-old Yeah, at that point. So she's 19 mm-hmm. and has a three-year-old. So her family, I'm sure her very supportive dad and mom helped, um, helped said, yep, good idea. Go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take care of your kiddo. Yep. So she goes there because she believes she'll have a better chance to meet people that are connected in the mm-hmm. music industry, which is smart which if you're an R&B right. artist. Yep. Right. Brown finally got the big break she was hoping for when she met R&B singer-songwriter Life Jennings in a club. On the spot, Lala sang for Jennings. Jennings was instantly impressed with her and asked Lala to be on his new track, S-E-X. She was a featured singer and appeared in the music video. She was beautiful. Yes, very. The track S-E-X was a cautionary tale warning young women about the pitfalls and dangers of unprotected sex and appeared on his second studio album, The Phoenix. She then toured with Jennings, but was released following a disagreement with him. There wasn't any more information about what this disagreement was. It was about money, or there's all these rumors out there. The details of the disagreement are speculated to be revolving around money, but are unclear. I'm sure it was revolving around money. Like, if she's on tour, she probably felt like she wasn't getting Mm -hmm. what she deserved. Yeah. Was and, a new artist too. She probably, right. was, you know, not meant to be taken advantage of, but right. And he's more successful, and she was, you know, young. Mm-hmm. But this song was doing really well, and yeah. they're probably, you know, performing in front of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. So he, she, probably was like, you know, we should revisit our contract or terms or whatever. Yeah. And then it turned into something. That's yeah. what I'm speculating. And he got kicked off the tour. Man, yeah. I miss concerts. I know. Cannot wait. Please make concerts come back in 2021. I know, I know. Yeah. So she gets kicked off, and then in June 2007, she returns to Milwaukee, still set on becoming a solo artist, and began working on her debut album. Prior to her death, Brown recorded three songs, I'm Feeling It, Rescue Me, and Give Them What They Want. The latter, a song many believe is autobiographical. So on October 19th, 2007, Brown and her record producer boyfriend, uh, Jaton Kool-Aid Claiborne, were shot and killed by an unknown gunman in the Loud Enough Productions recording studio in Milwaukee. So the recording studio was also the pair's living quarter. So it was like a um, studio in the front and then like in the back it had like a small apartment yeah. or, you know, in the upstairs had a small apartment, you know, things like that. So um, he lived there. She moved in with him. Yada, yada, they were dating. Mm -hmm. So um, both had been dead at least three days before they were discovered. So it was said that the parents couldn't get a hold of her. Uh They they went to the residence. Nobody answered, but they could see there was a light on. And it was not like either of them to not answer people. Yes. They were friends and family. They were very 
mm-hmm. you know, like in touch with their family and friends and normal life yeah. people. They didn't go off the grid. Yeah, for that for that long. So then uh, they put in a missing persons report, and then the police got involved. But they went there. They knocked. Nobody answered. But they couldn't really do like knock down the door things like that um, at this time. So then um, the Claiborne's brother is actually the person who found them after he went to the uh, apartment studio looking for them, and because he hadn't heard from a few days, so. He kicked in the door. He was like, enough of this. It's been days. I don't, you know. He knew something was wrong. Yeah. Well, as you feel, you could just, you have that intuition. Right. So he kicked in the door and found him. um, Horrible. So. It's horrible. Yeah. So his brother finds them dead. dead. Yeah. And they'd been there for three days. And I mean, it's the middle of October, so it could have been kind of warm. And. Don't know. I I heard or read that they had already started to, like, decompose a little bit. Yeah. I don't know how fast decomposition... In, in three days, I don't know, maybe rigor mortis, and they kind of probably didn't... It said that they didn't... He, when he found them, they really didn't look like themselves. Well, I'm sure they didn't. You know, Dead people don't look like... Yeah. I'm going to look was, it up. He like, was how shot quickly, in the eye, yeah. and she was shot in the back. I'm going to look up like how away. fast bodies start decomposing. Okay. So, uh, the Milwaukee... Another police, thing for the police, or for the FBI, to be like, Heather, yeah, what, what are, are you looking, looking up, up now? Exactly. What the fuck are you doing, Heather? Uh, the Milwaukee Police Department um, has stated that there was no signs of forced entry. And, um, although autopsies were performed on both Brown and Claiborne, Ooh, results were never released. Gross. Brown was survived by her mother, father, siblings, as well as her daughter. So, they're stating that when they walked in... You had to be let into the studio, so no right. signs of forced entry. And then you had to walk back into the studio. Right. Which we couldn't go in the place where you could just, you know, see. So in your vision, you let you let them in. There's like a like a lobby. Yeah. Or like a re- reception desk yeah. or something. And then you have to be let. Like, I've been at a radio station before and, like, mm-hmm. recorded stuff on radio. Yeah. And there's, like, a reception area. Then you go back then into the... Then you go back into the studio area. Yeah. So to, for them to be found in back there that's where they were found to be dead so they let the person in they knew them i don't know so there's just there's not a lot of yeah just speculation yeah. in the case and we there's no you know all right do you want to hear about decomposition go okay stages of decomposition 24 to 72 hours after death the internal organs start to decompose okay so internally three to five days after death so this is the where they time were. frame they were the body starts to bloat and blood-containing foam leaks from the mouth and nose. So that's how he found them. Yes, oh that's how he found them. Eight to ten days after death, the body turns from green to red as the blood decomposes and organs in the abdomen accumulate gas. I'm just going to stop. I don't really... Yeah, that's kind of... How long does it take for a body to smell? Um, I don't really... I'm just going to stop. It's yeah. pretty... Probably gross. a day or two, I would think. Yeah. You know, depending on what, if they're in a cold. Because right. we've heard about so many murders where... Like Zach, at, where I thought of Zach in New Orleans, where he turned the temperature yeah. down to 60 degrees in the apartment because he didn't want her smell, body to start smell. to decompose. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was just about to say. So so this okay. is October, so the heat could have been on. Maybe, yeah. That's when people start to kind of like, well, I don't know. Yeah. When couples start to argue. About... Should we turn the heat on or should you put a fucking sweatshirt on and a blanket? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so you know they're probably in that like yeah that's what you do in fall we're not turning the heat on yet it's I too early cold. i know <laughs> yeah anyways so three to five days after death when um kool-aid's brother finds them their bodies were bloated and blood containing foam is leaking from their mouth and nose it's horrible 
horrible. All right. So um, it is reported that about a week earlier, someone had burglarized the studio and taken equipment, including keyboards, speakers, a microphone, computers, and a mixing board. That is actually, there's proof there's a, there is a, um, a report about it. The missing and the, the missing items were reported. Um, then after the shootings, it was noted that the cords and accessories to the above mentioned stolen equipment uh, were found to be missing. So mm. did they come back? Was it part of the burglary? Did they come in, steal the equipment, and come back like, oh shit, I forgot the plug. Can't use any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Went back, and then they were just happened to be there and got shot. So this really bothers me. So surveillance video does does exist of the initial burglary. But the video is so grainy that no identification of the sus- suspects can be made. So, But you would think that if he had a studio with all that equipment that he would have had. Why didn't he have decent cameras? Because it sounds like the way they, it's put is the surveillance video is some, from something across the street or nearby. Okay. So you can see that there's multiple But people. it's so grainy. Yeah. And another thing that I heard is that Lala had been getting, like, hang-up phone calls. Yes. Like, for weeks prior to the murder. Mm-hmm. And she was getting freaked out because that was happening. And then the place got burglarized. Yeah. And then she was, like, telling people, I need to move. Yeah. I don't want to live here anymore. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. I need to move. Not that she wanted to break up with him. Yeah. But she was like, does anybody know of, like, any apartments? Like, I am not feeling good about yeah. all these hang-up calls and then now this burglary... Mm-hmm. I need to find somewhere else to stay. So then that was just a few days. Like she was saying that in the salon. Yeah. And that was just a few days before she was murdered. Yeah. So, so that could have something to do with it. You just don't who know. Who knows? I mean, yeah. was it a stalker? Mm-hmm. Was it? Who knows? All right. So Brown's funeral was held on October 25th, 2007 at the Mason Temple Church of God in Christ in Milwaukee. Hundreds of people attended, including Life Jennings. Burial followed at Graceland Cemetery in Milwaukee. Claiborne's service was held on October 27, 2007, and he is also buried at Graceland Cemetery in Milwaukee. The case was featured on America's Most Wanted in February 2010, and on October 22, 2012, TV1 aired a Celebrity Crime Files episode about Lala Brown's life and death. In July 2016, the Milwaukee County District Attorney's Office was considering charges against a suspect in connection with the shooting. The unnamed suspect suspect was being held in another state on unrelated charges. No further information can be found at this time. So we don't know who it is, what they're being held for, but... They won't say anything about it. The police department is saying that they're not rushing to really charge this person yet mm-hmm. because this person is incarcerated. Yeah, so they got time. They have time. So their... what they have must be too circumstantial at this point and they're probably trying to build a stronger case. Yeah. They probably know it's this person. Yeah. They're like, yeah, this is who did it, mm-hmm. but what we have is not strong enough and he's not going anywhere. Yeah. So let's just make sure. Which like they smart. did with Zoko. Yeah. Because remember... He was in prison for child pornography. Yeah. So they're like, let's take our time with this Kelly Dwyer. We know he did it. Mm-hmm. So let's take our time building this case so it sticks. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's smart. Which is smart. Then, like, if you do try him and he gets... Right. If he's innocent and later on you find something very right. damning, you can't try him again. Right. So I was reading on Reddit, like, some people were like, why aren't the police moving faster on this? Like, her family needs justice. Well, 
they're not just there's you have to do it right Mm -hmm. you can't just go and charge somebody if you don't have solid stuff and then it's just going to get dismissed anyways yeah. And what is double, like double jeopardy? Like you, you can't, can't be, be in trial twice right. for the same. So, mm-hmm. right. So you have to be careful yep. and make sure that you have enough, you have enough evidence. Mm-hmm. So if your first inclination is the police are being lazy, that it's not true. Yeah. They want to make sure that they mm-hmm. are doing have a solid, case. have solid case. For sure. Right. For sure. So, so dude's locked up already. He's not a, uh, Flight risk. He's not no. going anywhere. He's not going to hurt more anybody. Crimes. Well, he could commit more crimes, in but they're going to be against prisoners. So yeah. We, you know, whatever. whatever. Um, but he's not going to be hurting any other innocent people. Yeah. So, anyways, that's what's going on there. Um, in 2019, the state legislator honored Lala and Jatan in a resolution declaring June as Wisconsin's Black Music Month. The family has announced a $10,000 reward for anyone with information that leads to an arrest and conviction in this case. It's the hope that one day both Yolanda and Jatan's killers will be brought to justice, offering some sense of closure to their loved ones. Absolutely. I mean, they deserve that. You know, I'm Absolutely. sure it's so sad. Those families must be just, I can't even imagine. No, I mean, losing your loved one in this fashion has to be just tragic to begin with, especially mm-hmm. when, honestly, it sounded as though these two, they lived very clean normal lives like they weren't out doing crimes or i'm not saying that people that are criminals deserve to get killed yeah but if you lead a certain risky lifestyle yeah chances are something's going to happen to you yeah but it sounded as though they weren't Mm -hmm. i see capped them both they had nothing yeah um sounded as though they were both just pretty much on the straight and narrow and working hard and trying to make it in the music industry talented people so it makes me wonder if like people were jealous maybe of them yeah um yeah and she and she had had success and then came back to her hometown maybe the people are like oh who does she oh know? who do you think you are now yeah. like fancy girl you're down there with life jennings being all fancy in atlanta and then you come back here and think you're the shit yeah That's so you sad. know and she was pretty very yeah. and talented mm-hmm. and let's and so face he, it so. yeah he was handsome and charismatic yep Haters gonna hate, man. Yeah. People don't like people that have that are beautiful and talented and it sucks. And have their shit yeah. going in a good direction. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, who knows? And her daughter. You know, she got that little girl and Yeah. So that she... girl was born in two thousand two, so she's almost twenty now. Oh that girl. Yeah. So That's she sad. lost her mom when she was five. But it sounded as though Lala had great parents, so I'm sure that they made sure that she was taken care of. We really hope so. Yeah, I hope she is. Whatever she's doing, I hope she's doing well. Okay, so we just went to the salon on 55th and Lisbon where they're recording enough, what was it, enough something? Loud Enough Productions Loud or Story Productions. Recording Studios. Got it. 55th um, and Lisbon, we just, we, we just got back from there. Yes. We're in the parking lot at my kid's school right now. Yeah, we're car. just... So if sound quality sounds different, that's why. Yeah, but it should be fine. Be yeah, we're fine. Than, yeah. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it was. we went there and there's like, it's right on the road. There's really not anywhere to park. Um, the salon is closed and it's, there's a huge like for sale and a for rent sign. So that was really cool to see like, okay, this was the storefront. Right. It was a storefront in the front and then in the side of the building, you'll see in the picture... There's, like, the apartment entrance. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, broken down cars and a car on blocks and, like, 
<laughs> oh, it was a little sketch, but yeah. I mean, not terrible by any means. And it's at nine thirty in the morning, so I mean, it's yeah, totally fine. It was totally fine. We yeah. went at a safe time. We were supposed to go on Saturday, Saturday with our friend, and we're gonna feel more, um, you know, secure yeah. or more safe. But right. then, but then we got well. It was the first nice day in a long time, um, and on the first nice day in a long time. Um, the hood is a little dangerous and they while out and we got some intel that it wasn't the best day for us to be visiting that neighborhood. What was it at like, it was like one o'clock. It was like 11, 11 AM and there was like already five shootings in the city. So our intel was like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe go a different day. Maybe go a different day. So we just went and you know, and it was just people driving to work and yeah, there's nobody over there and we didn't get carjacked. Uh, we didn't, everything is fine. Yeah. We're alive. We're not being held up right now. Yeah. We're against we're, our will to record this. <laughs> I promise there's, there's nobody holding a gun to our head right now. I love it. So yeah, we went to 55th and Lisbon. The, it's a storefront with an apartment in the back. Um, so that was kind of interesting because there's an entrance to get into the storefront and then an entrance to get into the apartment. Now, where were they killed in the studio? They were right? in the studio. Yeah. And you had to be let, you couldn't just, there was some major, um, like, Wrought iron, yeah, like things there was on the like windows, iron and the... gate on the door, so you had to be let in. So it had to have been someone they knew. Yep. That they let in, mm-hmm. and they said that Kool Aid was shot sitting down, like working on like the studio. Yep. So and she he, was shot in the back as she was she running. She was away. trying to run away. So, so crazy. Yeah. So it was someone that they knew. So we did that today. So you see the pictures. Yes. That's it. That's, yeah, that's it. Case. This is. We hope that um, soon the police will have enough information or evidence to charge the person that is in custody right now or incarcerated right now in the other state. Yeah. So the family can get some closure. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, coming up on another anniversary of it, and I know. it's really, really sad. We Very definitely sad. Pray for those families. So. Yes. All right. So you can follow us on Instagram at Down Murder Lane. You know the drill. Slide in my DMs. Do we have any homework assignments for this one? No, I think we just talked about the um, the body parts or if you have any other fun yeah. stories. Yeah, um, we very much love the emails and whatnot. Like, please keep sending them in if you have, like, a funny story, if you have something that you're driving and you find something on the side of the road or, like, your uncle is a cop and found underwear with poop in them in, yeah. you know, a garbage can. I want to hear all the stories. Yeah, just tell us all the stories. We we love it. Yes. Because this podcast isn't a job. It's something fun that we do that gets us away from normal life. And Yeah, and we do this stuff anyways, like always reading and talking about murder anyways. So, like, we might as well just make it into a project. But who knows? It could be a job someday. Maybe. Right now, this is very fun. So keep sending us in. Or you can contact us on Facebook, Down Murder Lane, a true crime podcast. Or email us, downmurderlanepodcast at gmail.com. All right. But I prefer the DM sliding. Yeah. Heather reads everything first, usually. I do. Okay. And I like it that way. Because then you can, like, buffer. I can buffer in. (laughs) But, I mean, I like it. So slide away in my DMs. So until next time. Take that trip. But pack wisely. Because you never know who you will run into. Down Murder Lane. Lane.